book of Romans. The fifth chapter, one through five. Again, the book of Romans. The fifth chapter, verses one through five. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, character hope, and hope does not disappoint because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he's given us. I want to spend a little time this morning unpacking the power in the process. The power in the process. We tend to uh, look at situations by their current state or where we want to go. But sometimes, you, if you've been around for a while, God has to take you through something in order for you to get. But there's power in that going through. Do we want to talk about that this morning? Let us pray. Father God, everybody on this side of my voice is going through something. I don't know what that something is. I don't know whether it's family or work or health, God. But God, let this word touch on God. Let them know that what they're going through is nothing more than you refining them for something greater. Father God, help them wherever they're weak. Encourage them wherever they're discouraged. Push them where they need to be pushed. But most of all, Lord, let them know that you have the victory. In your holy name, amen. You know, I remember, I remember being younger and having a fairy tale dynamic in my view of reality. I felt like every part of my life would be perfect all at the same time. If, 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 if you think it's all going to be perfect, I'm going to rob you of that delusion. As soon as the house gets ready, the job goes crazy. As soon as the job goes crazy, as soon as the job is perfect in a career path, there's something with the health. As soon as your health gets bad, there's something with a family member. Whatever you do in life, there will always be something that's a little unsettled. It's not the way you desired, it's not the way you wanted, it's not the way you hoped. The reality is, is that most of us right now are going through something. We're going through a process. Turn to your neighbor tell them I'm going through something. Don't tell, look at them again and say, don't be nosy though. <laughs> exactly. We all got to be honest. We're going through something, but I don't need you to be in my business. But we all can agree that we are going through something. The reality is, is that the Bible acknowledges this. Because this text says we all will suffer. But I read my Bible in other places and it says, it So I'm puzzled. I'm puzzled, Mother Martin. I'm puzzled because I don't understand why my current pain my current issue, my current suffering is for my good. I don't have a fairy tale theology. 
reality is, is that in life, we will have moments of struggle. But the reality is this, that if you have God in your life during those moments of struggle, when you get out on the other side, there will be unexpected results that will bless you in ways you can never expect. Sometimes you think the sickness has broken your body, but your courage has encouraged others not to be broken. Sometimes you're persecuted on your job, but the reality is it's for those behind you to see how to handle the pressure. Sometimes you go through things so that the next situation you understand how to handle it better. You learn patience with dealing with trifling folk. You learn how to keep your mouth closed. You learn how to get in your prayer closet. You learn how to live this Christian life a little better so the next situation doesn't derail you. So that the next level he has for you doesn't mess you up. Because I want to inform you of this. If God is going to give you greater, you got to go through some stuff. you got to have some challenges. Because the one thing I never want to do is to go in a battle with untested people. I never want to go into a situation with people that have theories on how it should go. The worst thing is when you're doing something important and somebody says, I read an article. You're like, no, this is important. I want somebody beside me that's been through this, that's worked with me, that knows that it is. That's why we have to go through the process. So as we look at this text, uh, I want to really take a step back. Rome, the book of Romans is a powerful book of the Bible. It is the systematic theological statement written by Paul dealing with the Christological and, sal Christological and salvation perspective for a believer. It talks about Jesus and he lets you know how to be saved. That's basically what it is. He's giving you the inside knowledge on how we as saved people should move forward. So as we look at this text, we look at this text, it starts off with the interesting phrase, therefore. Therefore. It's a continuation. It means that there's something that happened before it. Because if you read the book of Romans, and starting in the first chapter, he talks about there's only righteousness from God. He then breaks it down as he gets into the end of the first chapter, beginning of the second chapter. He talks about how the Gentiles are unrighteous because of their faith. The Jews are unrighteous and they deserve God's righteous judgment and authentic Jewishness is not based on acts. It should be based on our inward thing. And then they talk about being faithful to God. Then he says all people need to do that. Then he breaks it down even further. And he says the righteousness only God can provide. Then he says it's received through Christ. And then Abraham was the great example of faith in the old days. So he basically starts with all the people and starts whittling it down. And then we get to the fifth verse, fifth chapter, first verse through five. He wants to talk about you. He's basically broken it down from everybody down to you. How do you deal with your faith? How do you deal with your current situation? How do you do, deal with that? So he says, therefore, you have to get happy there. And explain why. 
He told you that Jesus saves. He told you that we all be justified by Jesus. He told you that because he died on the cross, you have redemption. Therefore, there's a plan for you. The worst thing in life is to be in a place and have no plan. You will cry yourself to sleep out of frustration if you have no next step. Because then you feel hopeless. No believer in Christ, no matter how difficult it is, should ever go to bed feeling hopeless. Therefore, 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 that, that word, if that's the only word you hear me say today, because all he's done to you before, therefore, he has a plan for your life. Let me help. Let me just work on that one more time. Therefore, all he's done, he came from heaven. He went to a manger. 30 years later, he started ministry. He fed 5,000. He healed the blind. He raised the dead. He spoke in the temple. He died on the cross just so you could be all right. Therefore. Therefore. That you who pray this week. Therefore, I know I'm a conqueror. Therefore, I know I'm transformed. Therefore, no matter what they say about me, they can't define me anymore. They can't tell me what they think of me anymore. Therefore, you can go back and forth and do everything, but therefore, I am a new creation in Jesus Christ. I am the redeemed of God. I am a son of the Father. Therefore, you can talk all you want, but God got me. It's amazing. It's amazing. The next thing he says is, you're justified if you go to the fifth word. We're going to be here a while if this is only the first five words, right? <laughs> and we'll get to the end quick. He said, you're justified. Justified. Oftentimes, even even veteran believers, Mother Martin, can get into the mindset that I've worked in ministry for a while. I've done what I needed to do. That should be my saving grace. That's not. It's not. It's not. We don't have a faith of works. We're all justified by God. Justification basically means he justified, he stood in front of God and said, no matter what your sins are, no matter what your issues, no matter what your problems are, I'm going to stand in your place. So, what does that mean practically for me? I don't have to prove anything to anybody. The slate is wiped clean. So whatever my past issues were, whether it was going out, whatever it was, whatever that sin is that somebody else would describe me by, I've been justified. That's right. I, I, I find it interesting when somebody comes, comes to me and says, well, Pastor, you know they this. The only reason I don't know what you are is because you haven't told me yet. But we own something. I would rather somebody be honest and vulnerable and say, you know what? I had a struggle. I had an issue. I had a problem. I came to the altar. I shed my tears. And I know I've been justified by his sacrifice on the cross. Because I don't want to church a perfect sense. 
Because then it'd be lying. Because there's nobody perfect. I want people that are real and are vulnerable and that know that the only reason they can stand here right now in the house of God is because he justifies. Glory to God. No Christian should ever judge another Christian. You ought to say amen. No Christian ought to judge another Christian. To, to parenthetically insert, that's why I get so frustrated when people want to take my faith and make it a news point. And say they wrong. What happened to the love of Christ to those around us? What happened to loving others? Because I didn't get this thing. I didn't earn this thing. I've been justified. So, we continue with the text on Murder Cannon, and it gets really puzzling to me. I feel, I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling good. He said, therefore, and I'm justified. And then he says, I'm going to suffer. <laughs> I'm like, are you setting me up for the fall right now? He said, you're going to suffer, but then there's perseverance. Then you'll have character. Yes. And then you'll have hope. Yes. The reality is we live in a world that is broken by sin. The second Eve took a bite of the apple. We were all doomed. We're going to live in a world that's going to have suffering. But how do we deal with suffering? And here goes, here goes my intro, here goes the points, and take notes, and now's a good time to start. We have to persevere. We have to persevere. But, Richard, I was asking myself, I was asking myself, what, how do I persevere correctly? How do I, as a believer in Christ, persevere? And what I realized in my study, what I realized is that we use the wrong tools to persevere and we get frustrated. Instead of leaning on God's unchanging hand, we lean on some other things to persevere through situations. If you actually look at the Greek word there, it's hoopiness, means the capacity to hold out or bear up in the face of difficulty. And that's patience, endurance, fortitude, or steadfastness. But when we get under pressure, are we using God as a point of perseverance? No. Are we self-centered? Is that how we persevere? I can do. Or do we use people? If I hold on to this person long enough, I can make it through. Or do we hold on to situations? If I stay in this situation, I'll be all right. You see, because the question that came to me as a pastor was like, why don't all Christians live in victory? And I said, you know what? The reality is I've seen people persevere for years in, in horrible situations. And then as I was praying about it, I realized that sometimes they're persevering through the wrong thing and messing themselves up. So let's start. There is perseverance through self. 
We live in a society today, especially in California, California in particular, that believes that self can always figure anything out. You don't believe me? There's a, and this is the only town I know in four self-actualization churches. Four self-actualization, I can't even call them church. Four self-actualization meeting places that are packed every Sunday. Because people have come to the perspective that if I work hard enough, if I have the best education, if I have all of this stuff, I'll be all right. But isn't it interesting that the place with four self-actualization places has a suicide issue? Because the problem when I do everything myself is I hold everything in and I break my own spirit. The danger is, is that now I have nothing to lean on. So I have two options. I either become dependent on something else, a substance, a person, uh -huh. Or I, I go in a downward spiral of self-loathing. That's why people can have all the stuff they have and still be broken. The reality is, is that sometimes we've not got to be ourselves. The tragic part is, the tragic part is, is, is that it's not just self-actualization places, it's churches that have this. There are a lot of people in church that run on self. And the danger is, is that you can do that for a good 20, 30, 40, 50 years and never give it over to Jesus. My tragedy is this, is that a person down the street that's at the self-actualization place if somebody has to introduce them, somebody has to invite them, somebody has to introduce them to Jesus. But the danger is, is that you can be in a place for 50 years and never touch the hand of his Amen. Never feel his power in your life. Never get the excitement of the Spirit moving in your body. Never have an encounter with Jesus and be feet away from him. Because we're limited on our own self. The other thing is we lean on other people, other things. I see so many people in defective relationships. I'll give you a phrase. Two holes can't fill each other. A hole is an empty circle. So another empty circle. They can't fill each other. So we have people that are always trying to find somebody to fill something. No relationship is ever, ever, ever going to fill. Amen. Let's be clear. No relationship is ever going to fill you. Because that person is human. If you ask my wife, I am not perfect. But she accepts me for all my flaws. That's what I said. The reality is, is that if we try to find people to fill the holes in us, we will mess ourselves up. Amen. 
If we keep dating the same same person, different same person, different name, y'all get that at home. I wonder why we're not getting anywhere. I'd say next time, take it, take it, take some time off. Take some time off and start looking at yourself. Yes, sir. Self. Being real with yourself is the hardest thing in the world. Yes, yes. Because we have to accept our own flaws. Yes, sir. And, and you know what? Sometimes I am delusional. I don't know about you. I can only talk about myself. I'm delusional about where I'm at. Amen. You know, when I was in high school, all of five, three, I thought I could play basketball. I couldn't play basketball. I should have stayed to soccer. Amen. But the reality is, I had to get go through the bumps of trying out for the team and not making the team and going through the pain. If I just listened to my friends in the park in September, I had to say hours of practice and embarrassment for not trying out for the team. But because I couldn't be honest with myself, it caused me pain. Okay, the last final thing is situations. We can get stuck in places in our lives. It could be a job, it could be a church, it could be a marriage that are unhealthy and we just keep circling around the drain year in and year out. At some point, at some point, we have to hold our situations up to God. Say, God, do I need to work here? Do I need to be in this situation? Do I need to be in this church? Because sometimes God has different things planned for you. So the powerful thing here is getting in tune with God. So there's hope. There's hope. All of these ways, I, I, I see faithful people moving on these ways. But I'll give you the final example. The problem is, is that we always try to justify our way through these three different ways. It's like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute and then praying. We jump out of the airplane and say, okay, God, fix it. Don't make the ground that hard. Let me fall on top of somebody. Let somebody save me. But I got a new, I got a new strategy for you. I want you to try this one. How about before we make our next move, we hold it up to God first? Yes, sir. I should have gotten a clap. Thank you. The next situation, the next thing, it could be what you're going to eat for dinner today. Hold it up to God before you do it. Because one way leads to characters without character. The other way leads to believers with character. Because I, if I'm always trying to juggle a disaster, when people see me coming, they don't talk to me because I'm a character. But if I'm a believer in God and I'm dealing with Him and I'm building my hope on Him, people are going to see me and say, you know, there's something different about you. And that's the power. So here goes the interesting thing. Then I'm going to close. 
we as believers, if we actually put the perseverance point on God, he will build our character through the process. Then as he builds our character through the process, he'll give us a hope. And then as he gives us a hope, we will see the blessings multiply in our life. Because sometimes we're praying to get out of situations while God is doing more with us in situations. I'll give you an example. Mother Teresa leaned on God for perseverance. So she never had to leave the ghetto of Calcutta. She just changed the situation around her. Do you see the difference? Sometimes we need to lean on God in the middle because that's where the miracle is. Some of us are so busy trying to get our way out of situations that we need to be in the middle of it, leaning on God so hard that we don't understand what's going on. But at the end of it all, there will be hope. The reality is, is our faith is not a is not a get out of jail free card. It's not. It's going to change the situation. It's going to change the person. Yes, sir. I was on the phone now. I was on the phone with the pastor this week. You know, and we talked for a few hours, and he was lamenting the fact that he had been successful in all his corporate endeavors, but he was at a place where he wasn't successful at a church. Not in, not in California. This is another church. But as we prayed at the end of that phone call, he said, you know what? My prayer life is stronger than it's ever been. He says, I lean on God more than I've ever leaned on him before. He says, you know, my summer preparation is so much more. My study is so much deeper. And it struck me as he was saying that because I keep growing. Because when you persevere with God, he will grow you in that moment. And then I guarantee you, the next situation you will be in will flower beyond belief. Because some situations are to grow you in God. <coughs> so that you are tested and understand what he really does. I know the old saint said it best. I love this song. I, I love this song. My hope is built. Yeah, you know it. Then Jesus, I did not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. What I'm here to tell you today, university, is that you just need to stand on Jesus. Because no matter what the situation, no matter what the problem is, if you persevere in God, he will give you hope, he will give you strength, he will give you a breakthrough that you cannot even know about. Because God has power in the process. So just hold to his hands. God's unchanging hands. Hold to his hands. God's unchanging hands. We're going to ask the music ministry to come forward. And I know God, I know some of us, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do um, my usual altar call to start.
you know, we'll, we'll call for new believers in a second. But what I want to do is, I want to open the altar for all of those that are in a process that's painful. Whatever it is, y'all turn to each other at the beginning of the service and say, I got a process of going through, I got a pain for it. But what did I say? I needed you to lean it on Jesus. So this altar this morning is open for those that want to lean a process on God that they haven't leaned on him before. Because I want you to have a breakthrough through his holy power. So the choir, is, the music ministry is going to sing and this altar is going to open. Just come on up. If you've got a process, I want to pray with you each individually for your process.